thanking God for his goodness and grace, thanking God for his mercy on this day. Truly, uh, God is good to all of us. Uh, bringing you greetings from Pomona, California. Uh, you're listening to um, Sunday Morning Live, sponsored by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, I am faithful, bold, the church. The best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. And you should do that in Jesus name. Our Sunday morning worship, and we're going to go into worship in just a moment here. Uh, but our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m. And inside the pages, a comprehensive Bible study, it begins at on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. We want to invite you to join in uh, praise and worshiping our Lord and Savior as we journey through uh, the book of Acts and Ezekiel. Uh, for archive messages, uh, visit ConnectingTruth.org and click on God on demand. My prayer is that something is said to strengthen your faith in God. We'll be going into the word of God, the book of Ezekiel, and just want to uh, uh, bring you up to speed. We're talking about uh, four faces in one direction. That is four faces in one direction. Amen. We're going to uh, go before the Lord and worship for the Lord is worthy of worship. Everyone can praise the Lord, but everyone does not worship him. Bible said he is seeking those that that are worshiping him in spirit and in truth. I, I hope that you're worshiping him in spirit and in truth. Uh, for this is the day that the Lord has made. We can rejoice and be glad in it. Bless you, Jesus. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his home. Yeah. 
certainly we thank and praise God because we want to bless his name and we'll be back with another worship song uh, but want to again to let you know that this is Cornerstone Apostolic Church in the city of Pomona California at 524 East Pasadena Street where Jesus is Lord it's not just a cliche but Jesus is our Lord and Savior we're going into the book of Ezekiel, the first chapter, verses 1 through 10. Um, uh, we're studying the book of Ezekiel on Tuesdays. And then we are in the book of Acts on Sundays. As we travel through the word of God, uh, my prayer is that something is said in, in faith uh, that is going to strengthen your faith in the Lord. Uh, the Bible tells us in the first chapter, but verse one through 10, it says, now it came to pass in the 13th year, in the fourth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I was among the captains by the river of Chabar, that the heavens were open and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim, captivity, the word of the Lord came expressively unto Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzzai, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Chabar, and the hand of the Lord was there upon him. And I looked, and behold, a whirlwind came out of the north, a great cloud, and a fire enfolding itself, and a brightness was about it. And out of the midst thereof, the color of amber, out of the midst of the fire. Also out of the midst thereof was the likeness of four living creatures. And this, and this was their appearance. And this is what we're talking about, the appearance of the creatures that Ezekiel saw. He said they had the likeness of man and everyone had four faces and everyone had four wings and their feet were straight feet and the sole of their feet was like the sole of calf's foot, and they uh, they sparkled like the color of brownish, of varnish or burnish uh, brass. They were brilliant, but it was a, a brass color, which usually represents judgment. And they had the hand of a man under their wing, and their four sides, and their four had faces, and their wings. Their wings were joined together to another, they turned not when they went. They went everyone straight forward as the likeness of their faces. The four, they four had the faces of a man. Each one of them had a face of a man, the face of a lion, the, the right side. And the four had the face of an ox. On the left, they four also had the face of an eagle. We're talking about four faces in one direction. This is a second of four messages. Uh, the, last week we talked about the message of uh, the human face, which represented humanity and God's concern for man. And so tonight we're talking about the lion uh, in which uh, Ezekiel saw. He said, I saw a face. They had four faces, a human, a lion, an ox, and a face of an eagle. Three things that solidified Ezekiel's call to ministry was that God showed him a vision relating to the immediate circumstance of the nation of Israel. 
When God deals with the leader, he deals with them in vision. He deals with them through dreams. He deals with them through the spoken word. He deals with them through his audible word of speaking to them. The Bible tells us in Malachi that the minister's responsibility is to seek the Lord and to seek the law at his mouth. The second thing is that the word of God was clear. It was specific. It was deliberate to the current situation. And the hand of the Lord was upon him. So those three things are significant in the life of ministry for anyone. And that is a vision from God. The word of God is clear and specific. It is a clear and specific message to the current situation. And the hand of the Lord was upon him. The anointing, the power of God rested upon him. God validated him in this way. Also out of the midst thereof came the likeness of four living creatures. Here we go. And there was their appearance and they had the likeness of a man and they had four faces and every one of them four wings. As for the likeness of their faces, one, the face of a man, the face of a lion, the face of an ox, the face of an eagle. Now, God is concerned about humanity. God is not far distant and no one hears from him or sees him and uh, you know, and he's out of touch with humanity. God is very much in touch with what's going on. Every situation, every circumstance that has presented itself. And in his presence are angelic beings who is reminded him, reminds him of you and I. There are angelic beings that, uh, that question God. Uh, the Bible tells us in Psalms 8, 6 through 4, it said, what is man? This is a conversation. This is a question that is going on out of time in eternity. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast cast him with, crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands and thou hast put all things under his feet. Before the writer had ever penned uh, this, the seraphims existed in the presence of God, in the presence of sovereign God. And they had the face of a human, the likeness of a human form. The second face mentioned is the face of a lion. The lion is considered to be the symbol of courage. It is considered to be the symbol of justice, power, strength, wisdom, pride, dignity, man, dominating authority and material wealth and riches. The lion is a symbol of superior power in the kingdom of God and of power and authority here on earth. Ariel uh, means lion of God. Now, this can be found in Isaiah 29 and 1, 29 and 2, and 29 and 7, where it refers to God's people, Jerusalem, as being Ariel, Lion of God. And he says, woe to Ariel, to uh, the city of David, uh, dwell at ye here, year to year, let them kill sacrifices. In other words, they were going about doing things that, uh, instead of doing it a right way, they were doing it a wrong way, and God was not pleased with it. Yet I will distress Ariel and call, and those uh, shall be heaviness and sorrow, and it shall be uh, me as Ariel. In other words, God said, I'm going to take the place of Ariel. I'm going to 
uh, be in their position. And so uh, God is dealing with Israel in the book of Ezekiel uh, in a corrective manner. People don't like to be corrected. If you tell them uh, that they're out of order, they'll get upset with you. Well, really, you're getting upset with God because he's the one that passes the message. Uh, we're just the mailman. We're just a deliverer to let you know that God said, don't kill, don't steal, uh, don't lie, don't commit adultery. We're just passing the message of what has already been written in the word of God. Everybody, the preacher, the, the, the evangelist, uh, both male and female must obey the word of God. Or if they have not obeyed the word of God, they have to repent of their sins and do their first works over again. Uh, and so uh, the lion symbolizes our Lord and Savior, according to Revelation 5 and 5. It said, then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and the seven seals. John was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. And as he was suffering for those things, God showed him a vision. God knows how to comfort you in your worst situation. You just have to have an ear to hear. You have to have a mind to be comforted, to allow him in your worst situation. God knows just what to do in your downtime. He knows what to do when things are not going right, when things are terrible, uh, according to our standards, according to humanity, according to anything that we can think of. God knows how to comfort. And he comforted John with a vision, uh, with a message to the churches of the angel of the churches, the seven churches of Asia. And so John said that the line of Judah came forth to open a seal and to open up a scroll, a book that had a list of things in it. John was interested in knowing what it was, but he couldn't see it until the lion of the tribe of Judah prevailed. It's also true that a lion, uh, we have a counterfeit that tries to act like a lion. Uh, he's counterfeit, he's a pretender. For Peter uh, puts it out there and says in First Peter, the fifth and the eighth verse, he said, be sober, have your senses together. Uh, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Peter's message to the body of believers not only identified those uh, you perceive to be eye candy or angelic hope of romance, because people get caught up into the physical appearance of others, uh, uh, but people and people don't like to be told that that man or that woman is not the one for you. They don't like to be told that situation is not something you should be involved in. It messes with pride. It messes with your pride. It messes with my pride until we mature and come into a place where we're ready and willing to accept some things. Now, I like to remind myself and I remind others that it's one thing to be a young fool. It's another thing to be an old fool. So make sure you're not an old fool because after a while you should stop falling for the for the uh, for the for being uh, hoodwink. You should stop falling for being uh, bamboozled and tricked by uh, the enemy. There's some things after a while you should understand and know that he can't get over on you and not to fall for it. They were of uh, they were the one that refuse when we're not mature we refuse to see uncle scar dressed up in sheep clothing 
that we'll ignore and turn a deaf ear. We'll turn a blind eye instead of realizing, Scar, I see you. I see you, Scar. I know that you're not a true physically fit lion that's going to lead the people, but you're Scar. You're trying to destroy and take over. You're full of pride and hostility and, 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 and destruction. Your adversary, the devil, is a fallen seraph. Understand the significance of the lion and its symbol. He has seen the seraphims in the presence of the Lord and became jealous of their interaction with God. And he is jealous with you in your interaction with God. Are you with me, people? Uh, he's, he's roaring to produce fear. He roars to intimidate and to cause destruction. The Lion of Judah promotes praise and worship, sacrificial service unto sovereign God. Ezekiel's instruction was to let the people know God's concern for humanity in their corrupt state. They used to have courage. Uh-huh. Uh, when you get saved, you start seeking the Lord, there's a courage that comes. You're not that liquid courage, but a courage and faith in God. Uh, a, a courage, justice. You want to stand for what is right. You and you were enabled to realize that you had the power to make a difference in your life. You were strengthened by the word of God. Wisdom, you start making right decisions and you uh, had pride in what you believed in. You took, you were happy and you thought about it. Dignity and dominating and authority uh, and placed in a land that flowed with milk and honey. This is what Israel had experienced with God. The nations uh, about them, though, uh, the nations were fearful of Israel because of their God. They knew that if they attacked Israel, they knew that if they came against Israel, just ask if the enemy comes against you. Now, let me let me go here right quick. Uh, when Job went through his situation, the Bible says that the sons of God had gathered together and in the midst of them was Lucifer. In the midst of them was Satan. In the midst of them was the enemy and he asked uh, God asked and said have you considered my servant Job uh, and his answer was yes but you have a hedge round about him I can't touch him there's nothing I can do to him because of your protection the enemy cannot do anything to you because of God's protection now when the Lord says it's all right uh, they told him, say, go ahead, you can touch what he have, but don't you touch his soul. Understand that things might come and go, but God has already given a command for the enemy not to touch your soul. There's nothing he can do to you. You can lose everything, but your soul not be lost. The enemy was and those around Israel were afraid of them because they knew God would fight for them. When you got saved, you were dedicated your life unto the Lord and your enemy became afraid of you until you began to mimic those things around you. So many people have lost their faith, have become weakened, become discouraged, have become uh, the opposite of a beautiful uh, lion or lioness. I'm using that symbolic as which God had called us to be to be courageous, to walk in that majesty because they picked up other gods. They began to look at people around them. They began to start making excuses for not having a sacrificial life. Once viewed as a fierce lion, they're now looked upon as an alley cat, 
just looked up on it, some little spotted creature, hair falling out, just not full and fierce like they used to be. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about that the Lord had Ezekiel to write a lamentation in the 19th chapter. Now, for those of you listening, we are really in the 20th chapter of Ezekiel. And this is a recap uh, and we'll be doing chapter uh, number three on next Tuesday night. But God had Ezekiel to do a lamentation in the 19th chapter about the lion that took care of her cubs and everybody feared those lions. And after a while, those lions were captured and they were put in caged. And they were looked upon now, instead of them having that roar, uh, they now had nothing because they lost the voice, the fierceness. They were humbled because of the wrong that they were doing. You can go and read that in the 19th chapter for yourself. But God had something. Listen, God had some in the midst of the situation. The thing I love about Ezekiel is that he is sending a message. Yes, it's a hard message. But it's a message to get people right. It's a message because God is concerned. It's a message to say, you hear from everybody else, but I want you to know that you have not heard from me. It's a message that says, I'm, I'm letting you know where you are so that you can change direction. I'm letting you know what you're doing so that you can stop. I'm letting you know that you made a left turn. Come on, make a right turn. Get back on track. I'm letting you know that you entered a Broadway that's full of that's full of everything instead of the straight and narrow path that everyone else is on. Everyone else being the saints of God. You know, that song that said when the saints go marching in, I want to be in that number. This is the day that we line up in that number, not tomorrow, not when the rapture takes place, not when we're dead in our grave. We are not entering into that number at that point. We enter into the number now. God had some in the midst of all that refused to give in of being played. The enemy will play you, play you like an instrument, play, roll you like a spare tire, run you down. But there were those that refused to give in to what was being done. In the ninth chapter, the Lord told Ezekiel, he said, look, he showed him a vision of those that were coming in. There were some men that were coming and they had they, they had an assignment. There are some things that are coming that is on assignment. Uh, I've been telling the church that we're, we're at the threshold of, of many things happening. We're at the threshold, but the best thing and the most powerful thing that we can do is uh, face opposition by obeying the word of God. We face what comes by obedience to the word of God, because the word of God tells us that I won't let the terror by night overtake you. I won't let situations and things bring you down. I won't let those things harm you and hurt you and take you out of here. And if you do, the Bible says, blessed are those that die in the Lord. So if this old earthly tabernacle that I dwell in should perish, I have a new one. You have a new one. The believer, the saint of God, the disciple of Jesus Christ has a new one that's already been prepared. There were those that that the Bible said they were a remnant in Israel that had been marked. Now, I need you to understand this here. God places his mark upon those that are obedient to his word. God places his mark upon those that are his. And he, the Lord told, he said, look, I'm sending, I'm sending these messengers. And there actually were those that were going to chasten uh, some. And 
he had one that had a pen and a pouch with him. And the Lord told him, he said, now there are a group of people, there are names. This, this angelic being that was there had names of those that were following the Lord, those that refused to give in, those that refused to cave, those that refused to do what was wrong and made up in their mind, whether they had come from a backslidden state or never stepped out the will of God, they had their minds made up that I'm going to follow the Lord and I'm going to do what the Lord says. In the midst of a nation of people that were doing wrong, there was yet a remnant. In the midst of a nation of people worldwide, uh, no, it doesn't matter if you're in the United States, if you're in Hong Kong, if you're in Asia or, or Europe, it doesn't matter where you are, whether it's northeast, west, or south, there is a group of people that have made up in their minds that I'm for God I live and for God I die. I'm not going to change my mind. I'm not going to surrender my will. I'm going to live for the Lord. I'm going to remain saved, sanctified. I'm going to live holy because without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. I'm going to live in such a way that when I wake up in the morning, I hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. I know you had a struggle, but well done, good and faithful servant. I know things were hard. Well done, good and faithful servant. I saw the tears in your eyes. But well done, good and faithful servant. I know they cuss you out, but well done, good and faithful servant. I understand that things went haywire and you lost, you had no control over what was happening, but well done, good and faithful servant. Yes, she left, well done, good. He left, well done, good and faithful servant. Things are not all, but well done, good and faithful servant. There were those that were holding on that knew if they held on, they would hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. God was then, as he is now, looking for spiritual awakening. He's looking for those that uh, will renew their sense of wonder toward him. Are you one of them? Are you stirring up your mind? You know what? I'm Lord, I'm thirsty for you because see Israel lost their thirst. They were not thirsty for the Lord at, like others. They were not hungry. The Lord said, if you're hungry and thirst for righteousness, I will fill you. Are you hungry? Are you thirsty for the Lord? Are you like what the psalmist said? My, uh, I'm like the deer that, that panted for you. I'm by the water stream and I'm very thirsty for you, Lord. I want to drink from your cup. Is that you? Is that what you're saying tonight? That's my prayer, and I hope it is. I hope you are uh, wake up your sense of urgency to wonder, uh, to be wondrous toward the Lord. Israel stopped being that way. They stopped having a direction, and they began going in every direction. They began going in any direction until it became an abomination until it became a situation. They, they just allowed that anything goes. Uh, their mindset was that, well, uh, for many of them, uh, if that's what they wanna do, I'm, I'm with them. Matter of fact, I'm gonna join in with them and it's not gonna be against them because we're all just one people, one voice, one nation. That's not God's word. Uh, there is a separation of, of God's people and there's going to be a spiritual 
always a spiritual separation from those that don't believe. There's always going to be a separation, but not a separation that, that promotes prejudice. But it's a separation that shows that God is real and that when, you're, when you are near me, when I pray for you, when I'm ministering to you, uh, that to, for you to know that the kingdom of God is near. The kingdom of God is near. Ezekiel had a very important job. He had a very important message to deliver to the people. And it started off with a vision, a vision from God, a vision where he saw the seraphims, one that represented humanity, another that represented the lion, that represented authority, power, uh, dignity, uh, uh, and the things that were of praise unto the Lord. He also saw that there was four, two more, an eagle and an ox. Friend, I pray that you're able to, to join in with us on next Tuesday as we look at the ox and understand what the ox represents. The face of man represented the human humanity and God's concern for you. The lion represented who he is as well as who his children is. We'll talk about the ox and the eagle over the next couple of weeks as we return back uh, then to the 20th chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Uh, you, I, I pray that you would uh, join us in reading the 20th chapter uh, so that you'll be in tune with where we are uh, in a few weeks from now. And if you have not uh, joined the church home, I, I pray that you would join, uh, find a church of truth and power that is teaching the word of God, not sugarcoating it. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, uh, again, uh, when they asked Peter, said, man and brethren, what shall we do to be saved? Uh, Peter told him, said, repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. Uh, and, uh, and so they uh, began to seek the Lord. And as they sought the Lord, miracles and wonders were performed by the hand of the disciples. And God is still performing miracles today. God is still performing wonders today. So find a church of truth and power um, to go um, to and be faithful unto the Lord in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless the listeners each one that is present here under the sound of my voice. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would bless them, Lord God, as they have uh, received your word. Lord God, that they retain and maintain your word, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, remember those that are sick in their body, Lord, that require healing, Lord God. Father, I feel your presence and I thank you right now, Lord. Lord Jesus, uh, if you have somebody that's sick, if you have somebody that, that don't feel well, uh, bless them to listen to the broadcast. We're going to be back again on Sunday morning at 8 a.m. Uh, California Pacific Standard Time. And we'll be back again on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's healing in the word of God. There's message of healing that will go forth, that will uh, encourage the heart, that will bring joy, that will bring strength to those that are sick in their body, sick in their mind. 
Father, we pray and ask that you would bless them right now, Lord, as they walk in obedience to your word, Lord God. Lord Jesus, move by your spirit and lead them, Lord. Lord, for they're hungry and thirsty for your word, Lord. Lord, we'll be careful to give your name the praise and to give you glory in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. This is Pastor Carl Henderson signing off.